Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Roadside. I'm Janica. And I'm Abigail. And we are the dynamic mother-daughter duo of Roadside. Ta-da. <laughs> yes. Um, and today is a much long-awaited episode that we have all been very excited about. <laughs> is it? Yeah, isn't it? I mean, I have been. <laughs> are we? Are, is this the the Playboy one? No. I thought it was. No. Is it something different? <laughs> yes. Have you told me what this is? No. All right, we are going into a very different episode than I expected. Eventually, at some point, I do plan to cover the Playboy Mansion. That's okay. been on my list for a while. Thank you, Dad. Was- I thought that was what we were doing next. No, because I was I wanted to do that for episode like twenty two. I was going to do the Playboy right. Mansion, and then you said you were going to do a two parter, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to put two two parters back to back because we did that before. Yeah. yeah, but I'm sorry, I'm doing that anyway. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's going to happen anyway. Once I started, once I started getting into this, I was like. Mm, either that's going to be a two hour long episode or it's going to be a two parter. And so yeah. I had, I had to split it up into two parts. So I apologize to our listeners. You're getting two, two parters back to back again. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> um, I mean, we are so grateful that you are listening. We are. We, we are. are. And I think are. our listeners are going to like this or I don't know, like it. I don't know that, eh, you know, I was like very excited about it, which I feel like excited is the wrong word. Oh, no. Is this but, a creepy one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah. But is it, is it like bad creepy? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's uh, not yet. <laughs> Maybe okay. part two. Part two because is worse like, than part one. I feel like it can't be too bad since, like, I feel like, I feel like you, you wouldn't have researched something like really really bad because it would gross you out oh okay yeah i understand i'm thinking like not as bad as like the jackson stonewall jackson reform school nothing like that right i don't know there's some stuff in this i well you know what let's just get into it because we talked a lot last time let's just get into it okay we're into it okay tell me what it is tell me now so (laughs) today we are talking about the heaven's gate mansion so it is a mansion and cult. And cult. Oh my God. I love cult stuff. Mm. I know you don't, but I think it's so fascinating. And um, first of all, I remember, I remember this thing. I don't, I don't recognize this. This was before you were born. Okay. But I am going to give a trigger warning for bodily harm and cults. And I will say I've never heard anybody give a trigger warning for a cult, but I felt that it was necessary because as a former cult member, some of this was triggering to me. Yeah. Uh, So I felt like I should add a a trigger warning for anybody else that might need that. Yeah. Would you ever want to do an episode about that? Maybe. To talk about it? I've thought about it. I've thought about it too. Well, I've thought about it right now. I've never thought about it until right now, but. I've thought about it before this, but. Anyway. Anyway, Maybe. sorry, that just popped into my brain, so I wanted to ask. That's okay. Sorry. Got off track. Where am I? I lost I lost my place here. 
So I will give the trigger warning before these things come up. Okay. In case people want to stop listening at that point, but want to listen to other stuff. Cool. So the mansion portion of this whole thing is actually a very small portion, but it's the major part of it. The major part of it takes place here. And if I just told you what happened at the mansion, then you would be like, what the fuck? Where? Why? (laughs) Where's the rest of it? You'd have like a million questions. Yeah. So I can give you the history behind it. Of course. I mean, this is basically a history podcast. So. Yes. Yes. Just a a weird history podcast. Yeah. We cover different things, you know. Yeah. Weird shit. So, yes. This starts with Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. Okay. Junior. Who, okay. who was born May 17th, Jordan Knight's birthday, 1931. Okay. Isn't that weird? Same year, right? Same year, right? No. To- yeah, totally. Jordan White is... You know it. Jordan White. <laughs> I'm combining Jordan Knight and Apple White. <laughs> Different years, yes. Okay. He was born in Spur, Texas to Marshall Herf Applewhite Sr. and Louise Applewhite. Okay. He had two older sisters and a younger brother who was born after him. They were a religious family, but had a pretty normal childhood. His father was actually a Presbyterian minister. That's how it always starts. And (laughs) and Applewhite looked up to his dad very much, and he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps. Okay. But his father urged him to follow his love of music instead. Because oh, Applewhite, okay. Applewhite had a big love of music. Now, I don't know, maybe his, it didn't really say why he urged him to do that. I don't know if his dad didn't enjoy being a minister or he just thought his son was really good yeah. singing. I don't maybe know. Maybe he was just, you know, go after your passions. Yeah, I mean, could be. Applewhite did love music. He loved music. He loved the theater. He loved the dramatics of it all. And you will see that throughout this whole story. Mm. He was a he was a drama queen. The drama. Yeah. I feel like the people who love the drama are always drawn into the cult life. Yeah. And I mean, I love the drama, but like the people who are dramatic, dra- the people who are drawn to trauma are dramatic. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, He was in the high school choir, and after graduation, he went on to Austin College, where he majored in music and pre-theology. So a little music, a little religion. A little bit of both. Yeah, a little of both. In 1952, he married Ann Pierce, and he graduated in 1954 and then was immediately drafted into the Army. Hmm. Okay. He was stationed, which I find this almost as a foreshadowing. I know that's your favorite thing. I love foreshadowing. She talks about foreshadowing all the time. It's such a cool concept, but most of the time you don't know. I know. Coming. I know. But he was stationed in Salzburg, Austria. Okay. Which I'll touch on later. Okay. (laughs) He served in the army for two years. uh, And in 1956, He enrolled in the University of Colorado to get his master's with a focus in musical theater. Okay. In 1957, he and Anne had their first child, which was a son named Mark. Mark. And in 1959, they had a daughter named Lane. Alrighty. Little family. Yeah. Yeah, Cute. 
Yeah. Adorable. In the early 60s, Applewhite and his family moved from Texas to New York so that he could pursue a career in music. It didn't go very well, though. Nothing really bad happened. I think it was just like he was very good at music in Texas, but New York just wasn't. Yeah, New York's a much harder place to get. So many more people. Mm -hmm. You're not like the most talented anymore, you know? Correct. So they ended up moving to Alabama, where he taught at the University of Alabama. Okay. Fortunately, this is where things start to go downhill for Applewhite. Yikes. At this point, he's in his early 30s. He's smart. He's talented. He has a cute little family. Mm -hmm. But what no one else knows except for Applewhite is that he is gay. And he has been suffering mentally alone for years trying to hide his sexuality. Yeah. And he was raised in a religion that Mm -hmm. it was very frowned upon, um, blasphemous, you know. Sinful, even. Yeah. I mean, he was basically taught that being gay was a sin. Yeah. And And that's anybody that was gay should be shamed, you know. Yeah. And he took that on himself. So he tried to hide Mm -hmm. this. I mean, it definitely takes a toll on people. Yes, absolutely. When you're told that you're going to go to hell for what you are. Yes. And you can't change it. And this was in the 60s. So people still think this today, which is just mind boggling. Mm -hmm. Um, But back in the 60s, definitely not accepted, you know, with his with his family. Yep. He ended up engaging in a relationship with a male student at the university okay. that he taught in. Okay. Which I'm sure was supposed to be a secret. You know, I'm sure that wasn't Probably. his intent wasn't for it, it to be known. Yeah. But somehow it got out. Now, I don't know how. I don't know if the student said something, somebody saw something. I don't know. But he was fired from his job. Okay. I don't think that had anything to do with him being gay. I think that had to do with a teacher-student relationship. Right. Because yeah, that's not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Right. But unfortunately, his wife also found out and separated from him. And mm. their divorce was finalized in 1968. Sad. Yeah. Eventually, Applewhite tried to accept that he was gay for a short period of time. And came out to his parents. Mm, I'm sure that went well. Yeah. His father rejected him. Shocker. Yeah. And for Applewhite, this kind of destroyed him even more because he he looked up to his dad so much. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that I read and watched about this, his dad and him were very close. Right. For his dad to just reject him. That's rough. Yeah. That was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. of course. He moved back to Texas at this point, and he worked at the University of St. Thomas, where it seems like he started to have a a pretty good life there. He was divorced now, but he was a music teacher. He was cast in some starring roles in some musicals. Nice. Yeah. He was the choir director at church, and he got to sing with the Houston Grand Opera. Cool. Good for him. Yeah, like his music and yeah. theater was like really going now. So right. it seemed like things were starting to turn around a little bit. But he ended up having a failed relationship with a woman there. 
and again was fired from his job as a teacher. For? Well, this time it was rumored to be for the same exact reason. Okay. That he engaged in a, in a relationship with a male student, but the university would never confirm that. And the only reason that they gave was health problems of an emotional nature. And that is quoted. Health problems of an emotional nature. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. In 1971, Applewhite's dad died. Hmm. And this would basically be the final straw that threw him into a deep depression. Yeah. He wasn't working. His dad had not only rejected him, but now he was gone. So there was no chance of reconciling that relationship any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't over even. Done. What? I said it's over and done. There's nothing you can do about it now. Right. I'm not even sure if he was able to get a job at this point because now he had been fired twice and two universities had fired him. He started to not have enough money to pay his bills either. Mm, I know what that's like. Yeah. We all do, trust me. We all do. (laughs) We've all been there. But he's in a depression. He's borrowing money from friends. He's kind of like last straw. Yeah. Doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So in 1972, he checked himself into a psychiatric hospital. Okay. Now, some reports say that he checked himself in because he was so ashamed of being attracted to men that he was hoping to cure himself, which could definitely be part of it, especially because he was now fired from two jobs for engaging in a relationship Yeah. Now, again, not sure if that was because it was a male, but, or it was a student teacher situation, but I could see, like in reading all this, I could see where he himself with his upbringing and now being fired from two jobs could be thinking, this is the root of my problems. Mm -hmm. He's thinking it's his fault. Right. And he wants, he wants to fix it, you know? Correct. Which is not fixable. Doesn't need to be fixed. But in his mind, I could see where that could be the reason why he went there. Uh, There were other reports, though, that just said he was just overly depressed about everything, which that could also be a contributing factor, you know? Yeah. The fact that he feels ashamed because he's gay, the fact that he was fired, he got a divorce, he's lost contact with his kids, essentially, at this point, like... Things are just not going well for Applewhite. Right. Right. I mean, even if you take away the fact, I mean, if you take away the fact that he's gay, he did get fired. He did lose his wife and kids. Like, his dad died. Just a bunch of depressing stuff has happened to him. So even without that, I'd be depressed. Right. I mean, it's all coming up. Yeah. This is like within five years, all of this Mm -hmm. is piled onto him. And, and... He tried to make it in New York and couldn't. So it's just like one thing after another. Yeah. He did tell his sister, though, that he was in the hospital for a heart issue. So I guess his family didn't know that he was in a psychiatric hospital. Maybe that was also something that was frowned upon within his family because mental health was not really. Mental health doesn't exist. Right. Just laugh more. Just stop worrying so much. Just be happy. Why don't you just smile? Yeah, that'll fix it. Open the windows or something. 
Right. I do have to wonder if any, what was that? I don't know. (laughs) He's trying to get the birds out the window. Oh my gosh. Girl. I took her cone off today, so she's got more freedom. Ah, I bet she was happy about that. Oh my God. She was loving it. Robin got a new collar today and it's sparkly. It should be sparkly. Yes. And it says Robin. (laughs) All right. So back to the story. I have to wonder at this point if he had been able to be an openly gay man and was not taught to be ashamed of it, mm-hmm. would, his li- would his life have not gone down the path that it went down? Right. Right. Because had he not checked himself into a psychiatric hospital, he would not have met the woman that he's about to meet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I know where this is going. (laughs) So while in treatment, Apple Apple White met a nurse named Bonnie Lou Nettles. Bonnie Lou Nettles. Yes. Okay. Nettles was married to Joseph Siegel Nettles, and the two of them had four children together. Okay. Nettles was raised Baptist, but in her adult life had veered away from religion and she was very into spirituality, crystals, same, same. meditation. Same. I know, I like, know. right? I don't, I don't, I don't. Why do I get the feeling that I don't want to have things in common with this woman? You probably don't, but I don't okay. think you're on the same path that she went down. So I really hope not. Okay. Nettles was also very interested in astrology, astronomy, and UFOs. Okay, I'm not really as interested in those things. Her oldest daughter, Terry, said in an interview later that Nettles didn't feel like she belonged on Earth. Okay. And they would talk about UFOs a lot, and she daydreamed about a UFO taking her away. Scary. Okay. I wouldn't like that. Now, we're about to take a big turn in this story. Okay. So this is not quite triggering yet. But things are really starting to happen here. Okay. Nettles told Applewhite that they were fated to be together and that she had been told of their, that they would be meeting by extraterrestrials. Sure. This was not a romantic relationship by any means. Strictly spiritual, basically. Friendship. More of a, more of a student teacher. Oh, Okay. But now Nettles is more of the teacher and okay. Apple White is the student. And they were only like four years apart. So, it, okay. you know, or a year apart even. I think they were closer. Yeah. He left the hospital and he moved into Nettles' home with her, her husband, and their three kids. Because one of the kids was old enough to already be moved out at this point. Okay. On New Year's Eve, or not New Year's Eve. So they he moved in with her in... 72. Okay. After he left the hospital. So on New Year's Day of 1973, Nettles left behind her husband and children, and she and Applewhite, who also cut off all contact to his friends and family, began traveling to start teaching their beliefs. Okay. They started studying various theology books, the Bible, Plus used their knowledge from like her Baptist upbringing and his Presbyterian Mm -hmm. upbringing, his theology studies in college, started to form their own belief system. 
Okay. And they also used science fiction books as part of their teachings. Okay. So they were basically combining aliens and religion. Okay. To form their own belief system because they never wanted to call it a religion. Okay. You know, in reading some of that, I thought that's probably how many religions actually started. Was oh, just yeah, definitely studying other people's belief systems. Mm-hmm. Nettles and Applewhite traveled around the U.S. and visited different spiritual and holistic places. They stayed at different churches. They would often stay at campgrounds. They didn't have money. You know, they didn't really have any money. Yeah. When you're traveling so much. Yeah. And they basically just left everybody behind, you know? Right. They started to get odd jobs just to kind of get a little cash, get food. They would donate their blood to try and just have a little money. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they just wouldn't pay for things, you know, just they would just to steal get, things. Yeah. Just to get things they okay. needed. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. They gained their first follower in May of 1974. Okay. So about a year and a half after they started their journey and started doing their belief system and because they did a lot of, they spent a lot of time studying and compiling Mm -hmm. everything together. Okay. In August of 1974, which I did not know this until I started studying. Honestly, I didn't know a lot of this until I started studying, but I found this to be just a little interesting tidbit. So I had to throw it in. Okay. In August of 1974, Apple White was arrested for not returning a car that they had rented. Oh. In Missouri. In Missouri. And he was jailed in St. Louis. Really? For six months. Yes. Holy shit. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. When he was asked about not returning it, like, why didn't he return the vehicle? He said because he was, quote, divinely authorized, end quote, to keep the vehicle. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when people, you know, I hate when people use their religion or their beliefs oh, yeah. as an excuse to get out of bad shit. Absolutely. Like, I always yeah. say, people do it all the time. Yes. And you and I have both been through the Catholic Church, which, yeah, unfortunately, no hate, any, no hate to any religion and anybody that follows a religion. Like, I think everybody should believe what they want to believe, mm-hmm. you know. But I agree with that because a lot of times I feel like, and not every Catholic, obviously. Right. But I do feel like there are some Catholics who say, well, I'll just go to confession. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's fine. I can well, do I mean, it. I'll it's it's okay if I, you know, cheat on someone or, right. I don't know, say do something crazy. If I just go to confession, I'll be let back into heaven. It's fine. Right. Of course. And like, on there's been a couple episodes of... Uh, different like true crime podcasts that I've listened to about serial killers or people that kidnap people. And they're like, well, God told me to do it. Yeah, sure. Sure. He did. Sure. Sure. He sure, just sure. came down and okay. said, Oh, would you just like murder somebody please? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure if God exists, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be telling you to kill people. Right. So maybe yeah. just stay out of the killing people range. Yeah. Oh, as we like to say, just don't kill people. Just don't kill people. Right? Don't do it. I'm going to make a shirt, I swear, that says just don't kill people. I would wear that every day. I think I would, too. I think I would, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Continuing. All right. So over time, Applewhite and Nettle would change their names frequently. 
Mm-hmm. In life, Applewhite actually went by his middle name, which was Herf. Herf? Herf. H-E-R-F-F. Weird. He didn't go by Marshall. A lot of things that I read or listened to or whatever referred to him as Marshall, but he actually never went by Marshall. He went by Herf, like growing up as a kid. And then Nettles was Bonnie Lou. Okay. They went by, and I'll go through these lists of names. Some of them I have explanations for. Some of them I do not. So at one point in time, Apple White went by Bo and Nettles went by Peep. Bo Peep. So they were Bo, Bo and Peep. Mm-hmm. And when someone asked, I believe it was when they asked Nettles why they chose those names, she said, because we have sheep now. Isn't that just so fucking cringy? Yeah. Like it just. Because we have sheep now. Really made me think they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what they're doing yet, but I mean, referring to them as sheep instead of like followers or. Yeah. 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 That gives a bad vibe for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Other names that Apple White went by, and these ones I don't know, Tiddly. Okay. Nincom. I'm thinking like. Nincom poop. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Yeah. And then Guinea, like, which I can combine this one because Nettles also went by Pig. So I'm guessing he was Guinea and she was Pig at one point. Okay. Um, at one point, she was also Shelly. Okay. They finally both landed on tea and dough. Tea and dough. As in so fa, do, re, mi, so fa, ti, do, whatever the song is. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And this is because of the sound of music. Oh. Because they both loved theater. And this is where I'm going to come back to the foreshadowing of Salzburg, Austria, because that's where the sound of music takes place. Ooh, interesting. And they ended up picking names that were from The Sound of Music because they loved that song. All right. There was also also a song made by the members of this cult that was to the sound of, like they did Doe a Deer, but it was as in Doe Applewhite. Mm-hmm. And then when they mentioned tea, it was for nettles. So like they sang this whole song about them, basically. Mm. Which is very creepy, too, because when I was in my cult, we sang a song that was, well, not the whole cult, me and another member made up lyrics to a song that was about that cult leader. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which I will get into another episode because I have another episode that I'm going to cover that has to do with that song. And that will probably be my next one besides the two-parter. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, they referred to themselves together, like the members together called them the two. Okay. Now we're going to start to get into some culty stuff. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. In early 1975, after Apple White had been released from jail in St. Louis, he and Nettles wanted to find like-minded individuals, and they resolved to make contact with extraterrestrials. Okay. So in Newport, Oregon, they lit- like they literally traveled all over the place. Like you're mm-hmm. going to find pretty much everywhere. They circulated a flyer that a UFO was going to take them and leave Earth. Totally. 
At the time, they had called this group HIM, H-I-M, which standed for Human Individual Metamorphosis. Okay. And we're going to get into what this metamorphosis is in a minute. Okay. So this was, they were encouraging people to attend a recruitment meeting that they were holding in Walport, Oregon. And that was held on September 14th. No new kids on the block's birthday, that one. God. 1975. I know. Dang it. It's very disappointing. <laughs> uh, Nettles and Applewhite presented themselves to the group of people as beings from another planet that were inside a human form. Okay. Or as they called it, a vehicle. Nettles and Applewhite told the people that came to this meeting that they had come here to teach the process of moving on to heaven, which they referred to as the next level. Okay. So they think that they are alien extraterrestrials in human bodies. Correct. Okay. And that they are basically just inside of a human suit. Totally. Or or as they call it, a vehicle. Right. They can just unzip anytime. Well, no, I'm going to show you how they transition. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) They believed that once they were finished learning what they needed to on Earth and that they've gone through the experiences that they needed to. Now, here's where the metamorphosis happens. Okay. Their bodies would biologically and chemically transform into a perfected space alien. And they... Compared this to a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. I mean, that sounds totally reasonable. I believe it completely. Well, a lot of people did, but yeah. That's insane, man. <laughs> like, how do you how do you think that, like, these people talking to you who have lived their entire lives on Earth, like, they have pictures of them freshly out the womb, newborn baby. Like, <laughs> this is not an alien. This is a human being who is delusional. Yeah. So they literally said that their human bodies were going to transition into alien bodies. <laughs> then they would walk on board a UFO and they would physically go into heaven or the next level. But as aliens, okay. that's that's their whole thing. Okay, cool. In this documentary that I watched, which was called, um, well, it was like a docu-series And it's a four-parter, but I highly recommend everybody watch it. Abigail, you're not allowed to watch it until I do the second part. Okay. Okay, deal. I mean, hopefully nobody else does either, but, you know, hopefully they listen to part. We can't keep them from doing it, so. But we can't stop them, right? Uh There is so much more to that than I have even included here, but they do a lot of interviews with former members and children of children of members and things like that. Family members of Apple White. Oh, I don't think I said it's called Heaven's Gate, the Cult of Cults. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. It's in the show notes too, for anybody that wants to go look at it. Later, you never know. Yeah. After after part two. Yes, of course. So in the documentary, uh, they interviewed a couple people that went to this initial meeting to Mm. like recruitment meeting Mm-hmm. And one guy said that he saw an electric energy around both Nettles and Applewhite. Okay. And that he felt like he was in the presence of someone equal to Jesus. Sure. 
which there are times throughout this that Applewhite does refer to himself as the coming of Christ. Okay, so the next Jesus. Correct. You know how many people have claimed that man? (laughs) So many. Just like our last episode when we said a lot of people, well, no, that was in our bonus, sorry. In our bonus, we said a lot of people said that they uh, claimed to be descendants of Pocahontas. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's totally legit. Right. Right. Um, Another man said he and his girlfriend felt like they were on a euphoric high just by being in the room. I wonder what kind of drugs they pumped into that room. And then, like, what did they? What did they spritz in the air before people came in? What are they pumping in through the air vents? You know, shrooms. I don't know. And one former member actually said, because um, it was said that Applewhite said that they could, with a very strong telescope, they would be able to see into heaven. Sure. And one former member said, "I think they might have been tripping acid, dude." <laughs> Do you know if they were on drugs? The there time? is no, there is no evidence that hmm. they took drugs. Like, in fact, one of, the, be. one of the things that members were not allowed to have was alcohol and drugs. Oh, okay. So I don't know. No, maybe they wanted them all to themselves. I, I feel know. like they had to have been on drugs. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, initially, this uh, recruitment meeting did attract like several hundred people. But wow. over, over time, people just left, like walked out of the meeting. It happens, yeah. Uh, became like a, a small group. So during this meeting, they this, the group that was left, basically, they told them like, if you want to join us, you have to leave behind everything. And that meant families, friends. Classic cult behavior. Classic cult, yes. Mm-hmm. All their possessions, literally everything. That's insane. Yes. I could never I could never be so dedicated to something to leave my whole family and friends behind. It's amazing how easily it happens. I am I am very dedicated to my my belief system and my spiritual practice. But if someone was like you have to choose family or this random belief practice that you believe in. Yeah. I'm going to go with my family and friends. I'm not going to, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. Well, and and I understand in, in some instances where like, if you want to become a priest or something, or if you go to a monastery or something like that, but those kind of organizations don't expect you to leave behind everything, you know? I mean, right. if you go to a monastery and you're in the middle of nowhere for however long, obviously, but Right. They're not going to force you to never speak to your family again. Yeah. There was actually something that Applewhite said that was a little, uh, it kind of made me want to beat this man. I already want to. I don't want to beat most men though, so. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I want to see a man on the street and I'm like, oh, mm. All right. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I was walking out of the grocery store today and on my way to the grocery store, I was listening to a true crime podcast because, you know, why not? Always. And it it was about some, some guy that had like done terrible, terrible things and to women, of course. Always. And then this guy was walking out, out in front of me of the grocery store and these, this car was like backing out and he just goes, move. And I was like, 
dude, you're yelling at a car who's like, what, what the fuck? I'm like, you can go around the car. Like the car was trying to back up. And I just thought to myself, the, the older I get and the more I listen to true crime and study and see the behavior of people out in public, the more I really don't men, want to date. Men in public. <laughs> like, yeah. Men be crazy. Ugh, anyway. I had this customer the other day, and this was yesterday, actually. And he was one of those macho, like, Viking bros with all the, like, Norse tattoos and, like, wearing oh, Thor's hammer on his necklace. And But he's also, like, wearing camo and, like, very redneck. And I was like, oh my gosh, how are you guys doing today? Like, it's great to see you. I mean, I've never seen these people before, but like, you know, thanks for coming in, all that jazz. And before I even like got my name out or anything, he was like, Diet Coke. What? I was like, in the middle of my welcome speech, Diet Coke. What the fuck? People do it all the time. And then he asked me, he was like, he was like, if I order a baked potato, is it going to be loaded? Like with cheese and bacon and stuff. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's just, um, but it would just be an extra dollar. And he looked at me dead in the eyes and he said, I don't give a shit. What the fuck? Okay. Sorry. I'm just trying to make sure you know the price of your food. What an ass. A dick. And I hope if he's listening. If people talk that way to servers, can you imagine how they talk to their family and friends? Like I always picture like, how does he treat his wife behind closed doors if he treats if he treats a server like that? Like, I know. Mm, mm. I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for one of these days when some man tries to like break into my house or like kidnap me or something, and I can let no, out all not. of my internal rage. <laughs> <laughs> that man is not going to be anywhere on this planet anymore. Dude, I'm almost at the right. point where I'm almost at the point where if somebody like tries to get in front of me at the grocery store, that might happen. Yeah, literally. Me too. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I have I had a guy today when I was trying to go into Costco and I'm waiting in line and he just like zooms around me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Am I invisible? Do you not see yeah. me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta start saying stuff when that happens. Being like, hey, oh, get in line. Sometimes, the fuck? Yeah. Or I'm like, excuse me. Like I was here. Yeah. Anyway. Men. You suck. Sorry, we got a little off there. <laughs> okay, so what Applewhite had said that pissed me off. Right. And this is a quote. Okay. If an individual finds themselves with children and they know that it is time for them to move up into the kingdom of God, they must weigh whether their responsibility is to their heavenly father or to those children. End quote. So you basically are just like, you know, abandon your kids. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. And in fact, one mem- one member who had 13-year-old twins was quoted saying, they will go with their father. She left her 13-year-old twins to join this cult. Bruh. Those people, I've, in order to do that, you must have never wanted to be a parent in the first place. I would think. I mean, and I've got one what? more. And this one. Do you love your kids or no? This one was heartbreaking to me. Oh boy. There was another woman who they interviewed on this documentary. She Mm -hmm. was 10 at the time. Both of her parents told her that they were going to leave and they told her why they told her that a UFO was coming to pick them up and that she would have to go live with their grandparents, her grandparents. And she, as a 10 year old, she was saying like, 
I was trying to convince my parents that that's not going to happen. That poor girl. They actually came in and out of the cult multiple times. So it's like, God, how fucked up is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That poor girl. That poor girl. Yeah. That's just awful. So what did they do when no UFO came? Oh, we're not even close to that, honey. Okay. Well, (laughs) I know they're going to be like, oh my God, no UFO. What? How do you know one didn't come? I know. Spoiler <laughs> 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 <Or> alert. <laughs> there was no I'm UFO. sorry. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, disclaimer. There's no UFOs coming. Just letting you know. There might be. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, who knows? I just feel like in this specific instance, no UFOs were going to come. There may be, there may be life out there. You who knows? Know. Who knows? I'm not. I'm indifferent about it because I don't really want to look into that. That's kind of scary. But in this instance, this guy's not telling the truth, guys. There's no UFO coming. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I hate to spoil the end. Yeah. uh, People that remember this already know the end, but they don't know all the other stuff. So probably anyway. I don't know. I feel like they all like they all died. Well, we're going to get there. At this recruitment meeting, 20 people ultimately were the ones that went along with this. Okay. And they were told again, leave everything, but bring your camping gear. And then they were given a location to show up at in Boulder, Colorado. So this was in Oregon. They were told to go to Boulder, Colorado to the specific campground. That's where the UFO is going to show up. That's what they told (laughs) us. (laughs) These 20 people essentially went missing because they just left. Well, yeah. I mean, their families, they essentially they've got no idea where they are. I thought you meant they were like disappeared forever. Like, no, but the media started to get wind of this. Right. Newspapers coming out, calling them the UFO cult and like warning people against them and all of this stuff. Well, this caused panic between Applewhite and Nettles. Mm -hmm. And so they all went into hiding the 20 members. And then these two, they went into hiding now. So now, like, they couldn't really get a hold of them and everything, you know. Like, right. And there's no cell phones, so yeah. The two Nettles and App- Nettles and Applewhite wrote a book for their belief system and their group, and in this, they had 17 guidelines for how a next level member should behave. All right, next culty behavior step. Yes. <laughs> We're just checking let's, all the cult stuff. Let's control everything that you do. Do you want to be in a cult? You must follow these steps. Mm-hmm. So some of these included not being clumsy. How dare you trip over right. your own two feet? Mm. Using too much of something. And the examples given were toothpaste. Like you couldn't use too much toothpaste. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. And procrastination. So they're just might as well, well check I'd me out. out. <laughs> they don't want me. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm constantly hitting my knee on something or my, oh my toe. God, so. I'm always hitting a snooze on my arm. <laughs> like <laughs> They don't want me. So clearly it was very controlling. Members were told that they were striving to be perfect in order to get to the next level. That's insane. Yeah. Nobody can be perfect. And the amount of stress that that puts on someone. I mean, even the stress that I felt when we were in the Catholic church to be quote unquote perfect, like to get into heaven or whatever. But even then, like 
they always said like nobody's ever going to be perfect everybody makes mistakes like you know as long as you right. repent or whatever the fuck yeah but damn yes they also had their own terminology of course Another culty thing of course <laughs> Which they were told would help them to focus and would not trigger human recognition. And that was, quote, quote, would not, quote, would not trigger human recognition. So essentially, they didn't want things in their previous life to have the same name because that might have an emotional tie to them. And I'll give you a few examples. Okay, because I'm a little confused. Yeah. So as heaven is the next level, so they didn't Mm -hmm. want people talking about heaven because if you talked about heaven that might equate to their old religion or their old way of thinking yeah yeah their old life correct so a kitchen was called a neutral lab a bedroom was a rest chamber the whole house was called craft as in spacecraft oh (laughs) oh my god i knew as soon as you said neutral lab i was like are we inside the ufo right now (laughs) Basically, UFO in this room with us. <laughs> oh my god! Money was sticks. Sticks. Yeah, like a stick. If only I could pay for shit with sticks. <laughs> right. We're <laughs> in the backyard right now. Going a rich on the lady. <laughs> a job was an out of craft task because some of them did have jobs. A lot of them actually had jobs in computer programming, which we'll get into in a little. Okay. Uh, Maybe that's part two. I don't remember. Okay. A bra was a slingshot. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and then like, yeah, people with that. <laughs> it's an over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Boulder holder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And sexual organs were referred to as plumbing. Ew. Yeah. Ew. If anybody ever referred to that... As plumbing, like, hey, you're plumbing. Don't ever yeah. talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. So just as Nettles and Applewhite changed their names, members were also required to change their names. Required? They had to, yes. And they were very specific. They had to be six letters, and they had to end in O-D-Y. Ew. So Odie. Odie? But the two leaders aren't like that, right? No. Nope. They don't have names like that. So just nope. the followers. Okay. Correct. So another culty thing. Correct. Differentiating yourself from the followers. Correct. Okay. And these names were something like, like sometimes it was somebody's part of somebody's name. So like you might be Abodi. Ew. Because it would be like, you would have like A-B-I-O-D-Y. So, or Abiodi, either way. Okay. Or they could do something like, if they loved flowers, you know, it might be Flowody. Flowody. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like hippie names. Kind of, but they all had to end in Odie. Yeah. Weird. Why? Do you know what that is? They basically said that o- Odie was like their last name, kind of. Okay. But when they got to heaven, they could drop the Y. So I don't know. OD would be their last name? Yeah. Weird. Right. Yeah. I think they just made that shit up. <laughs> Do you think they made any of this up? <laughs> I thought it was all real. Maybe <laughs> some of it. Some of it okay. sounds a little bit far-fetched, but most of it's probably real. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
so here was one of the things that was triggering to me. We're going to go a little bit back into leaving like your, their family and friends behind. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this is what hit me so hard just because of my experience. So Nettles, this is what she this is a, a when Nettles and Applewhite are like in front of this group talking, this is all on video. And then this is what they say. So Nettles says, all the ones that you considered your family really is not your family. And then Applewhite says, your family, don't forget, are those who are here doing the same thing as you and those other members of the next level, they are your family. And when I was in the cult that I was in, we had kind of like a tier of leaders. Mm -hmm. So I was on that first level for a period of time. And there was like maybe like, there was maybe four to eight people on that level. And we were all in one of our meetings, you know, talking about whatever. And the leader above us said, only the people in this room are your friends. And I remember clearly thinking, I don't even like most of the people in this room. Mm-hmm. And it was probably about six months after that that I left. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's just so manipulative. Yes, very. That's exactly what it is. And then one of the other members was quoted as saying, we didn't want to hurt anyone, but unfortunately, it's those individuals that are actually the greatest threat to us. That was basically ingrained in my head. Like anybody outside of this group. Any outsiders. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Many times the two would disappear, sometimes for long periods of time, and the members were just kind of like left at the campsite, just waiting for them to come back and give them guidance. They, they basically lived like nomads and just kind of wandered around from campground to campground. They never really stayed in one place too mm-hmm. long. They didn't want the media to find them, you know. And they were also pretty much told that if they were discovered, like this fear was instilled in them, that, that if they were discovered, that apple white and nettles would be taken away from them. And that's like, that was their- Right. So that's how their woman manipulated into keeping it a secret. Correct. Not telling anybody all of the shady shit they're doing. Right. Some they're doing some shady shit. Yeah. They, they, at this point, they didn't really have jobs. They didn't have any possessions. They just had camping gear, but they would like knock on doors or go begging for food because they didn't have food, you know. Mm-hmm. They were told to, uh, they were, but they were told like- this is how you should live. You shouldn't have any possessions because in order to be perfect, you need to not have any possessions to tie yourself here, you know, so you can move on to the next level. Totally free. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Eventually they started to kind of have a uniform of sorts. Okay. And they all had, they all wore slacks. They all wore long sleeve button up shirts they didn't necessarily weren't like the same color. Like some might be a pattern or a yeah. solid or whatever, but essentially that's, they all wore the same type of outfit and then they all cut their hair off. Oh, like shaved, not totally shaved, but very, very short. Like buzz cut or like pixie cut. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they all chopped their hair off. Yes. They're all have very short hair now. Also, because they aren't going out in public, 
they did it all themselves. So they cut all their own hair. The women could not wear makeup or jewelry. Lame. And men had to shave their beards. Also lame. I love a man with a beard. (laughs) Basically, they were striving to be genderless. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which in like the documentary they said was like a little ahead of their time. A little bit, yeah. It was said that this was because of Applewhite and he like sex wasn't allowed. Relationships weren't allowed. People weren't allowed to have sex. Nope. I'd be out. No more. I'm done. <laughs> yep. That's really weird. It was, um, I'll get into more to that in a minute. Um, but basically everybody was just kind of supposed to resemble each other, essentially. I don't like that. With all of these rules in place and, you know, not talking to families, not talking to friends, you know, following along with all of these rules, Nettles was mailing letters to her daughter every month. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And in these letters, she was giving her daughter life advice, telling her to go to college, be in society. Be in society? Yes. What? Very different than what she was teaching. Were the two, did they also have to chop off their hair and like not wear jewelry, makeup, and shave their beard and stuff like that? No? Well- Applewhite didn't have a beard, and he did have short hair already, but Nettles didn't. She didn't shave her hair off, cut her hair off. Okay. Right. I was wondering. For, as I said, for the first couple years, they just camped. You're not supposed to have possessions and all of that. But all of a sudden, in 1978, one of the members received a large inheritance. What? I wonder what they wanted to do with that. I mean... Surely not take it from the person and use it for their own organization. Why would you do that? What? So at the time, this was estimated to be three hundred dollars to $500,000. There's not a definite number. But today, I wish. in 1978, that was how much. So today, it's estimated to be $1.3 to $2.3 million. Okay. Would I also want to get my hands on that? Yes. Would I steal it from them? No. Right. Well, they didn't steal it. Okay. The member was encouraged, essentially, to help the whole group. By encouraged, they were probably guilt-tripped. No. No. You mean they weren't like, look at all this that we've done for you. Don't you want to give back? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at all these places we've taken you. Instead of campgrounds, now they started renting out mansions. <gasps> yeah. No way. I thought we weren't supposed to have material possessions. Right? What right. Happened what happened to that yeah. theory now that you have money? Now that you have money, you can have material possessions. Coincidence. That's so strange. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So for seven years, they lived like this, and only a few select people were allowed to go outside. So everybody else wow. had to always be in the house Shit. because they didn't they didn't want neighbors to think multiple people were living there. Okay. So they were just locked in this house. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Once the money ran out, I guess they were used to this lifestyle, so some of the members had to get jobs in order to help support everyone. Now, did the two get jobs? Why would they do that? Why no. Why would they do that? How did I already know that they wouldn't get jobs? Right. How did you know? Because I'm a genius. What can I say? (laughs) You are. 
I get it from my mom. Thanks. In 1985, Nettles was diagnosed with cancer. Yikes. And she died within weeks of that diagnosis. Yeah. Wow. I mean, sad, but yeah. Karma, maybe? I don't know. It started to make some of the members disbelieve what they had been told because they believed a UFO would take them away. So how could she die? Yeah. I thought she was an alien in a human's body. Right. Hmm. Things are looking sketch. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? So Applewhite himself was so full of grief that he questioned whether he should actually continue doing this. He should have stopped. Yeah, you would have think. You had your chance, buddy. You had your chance. Then you kept going. Yeah. He actually allowed the members at this point to go visit their families. That's good. Because he was just like so distraught. Nettles had become his sole person Mm -hmm. that he went to for everything. Became like his family. Correct. Yeah. Some of these members had been part of this class now for, they. oh, and they called themselves the class. Like the whole group. The whole group was the class because they were the teachers. You know, Nettles and Applewhite were the teachers. They were the class and all these other members were their classmates. Mm -hmm. Okay. They had been part of the class now for 10 years, some of these people. And they hadn't, like their families didn't even know where they were. Didn't even know if they were alive anymore. Mm -hmm. They hadn't heard from them for 10 years. And I mean, just seeing some of the videos, like the parents are just like so excited to see their families. I bet. And all but one of them returned. Only one person stayed with their family. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Came back, which just shows you how strong of a brainwashed. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now Applewhite decides he's going to get a little crazier. Oh, he said, I don't have this lady to hold me back anymore. I can do whatever I want. Everyone's going to do what I want them to do. He's getting a power trip. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he uses Nettle's death as an opportunity to convince everybody that she was just ready to move on because she had learned everything that she needed to. Oh, not because she had cancer. Right. And now instead of sticking with the belief that their bodies would reform into an actual alien, like a, a, a metamorphosis, mm-hmm. he started changing that to a spiritual departure. Mm. So you don't get a body anymore. Right. You don't transform into an alien now. You just now spiritually you just die. Right. Basically. And your spirit lives in Yeah. He started moving away from Nettle's spiritual teachings and he started taking more biblical teachings. Oh. So he started referring to himself as Jesus and Nettle's was God. Oh. And Nettle's was speaking to him. Of course. As God. Yeah. Yeah. God talks to me all the time. He became more controlling And in fact, he held a ceremony in which all the members married him. Excuse me? Yeah. They all married him? Like they all got married to him. Correct. He is everybody's husband. Correct. Okay. Cool. He bought a gold ring for every single one of them. Wow. 
He sat in the middle of a circle and they all walked up to him one by one as he kissed them on the forehead and placed a ring on their finger. Okay. How many people were in this group at the time? I think at this point there it's it fluctuated because some mm-hmm. would leave and come back. So I would say probably around 40 to 50-ish. Okay. Not too bad. All right. Here's where you want a trigger warning. Okay. For some uh, bodily harm. Okay. As I said, sex was not permitted. Relationships were not permir- permitted. But okay. even sexual thoughts were not permitted. Huh? If a man had a nocturnal emission, which is involuntary, uh-huh. not something that somebody should be felt ashamed of. Can't help. Yeah. Right. But they were made to feel ashamed of this. And in fact, were required, the men were required to log it in a book. Okay. If they had a nocturnal emission. Yeah, that's totally normal. Yeah. That's really uncomfortable. There was a member of this group at one point who he was an openly gay and came into this group and Applewhite told him to leave because he was starting to have feelings towards him. So he made made that man leave. Wow. At one point, Applewhite himself had a nocturnal emission <gasps> and he spoke to the males in the group about it. Okay. And he told them that he was planning to be castrated. Because it would stop him from being aroused. Holy shit. Yeah. So what did he do? Well, he asked all the men if they would like to do it as well. Now, he did give them the option. He did not require it. He did give them the option. Well, that's good. But even still. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the men jumped at the opportunity. Like, oh, he's doing it. I'm going to do it. Mm. Like, following his footsteps. Absolutely. Yeah. Since they were in hiding essentially still because people weren't allowed to really leave Mm -hmm. they did not want to seek the care of a doctor for these procedures okay so apple white set up a room in the house he had two of the women in the room to do the procedure okay one of which had previously been a nurse for a urologist well that's good right at least still i would prefer to be a doctor but in an actual medical facility maybe you would think. You would think. Two of the men actually flipped a coin because they both wanted to go first. So they had to flip a coin. Oh my god. Like who got to go first? Oh my god. Would you could you even imagine that? They're like, no. I want to get castrated first. Right. Who does that? Who is so brainwashed right. that they're like jumping at the chance to have their genitals cut off? Right. For no reason. No reason. Applewhite hadn't even done this himself yet. Ah, okay. He was getting other people to do it first. Correct. Okay. Did he ever do it? Uh, yes, he did. Okay. Yes. He, ha- he did. Okay. They flip a coin. And one man, he flips the coin and he actually gets to say whether he wants to do it first or the other guy gets to go first. And he, of course, was like, well, I want to do it first because they both wanted to go first. So he gets up there on the table to go first. Oh, yikes. The former nurse makes a cut into his testicle and it starts to swell. And he's not under any like painkillers or anything. I did not see any mention of painkillers whatsoever. Okay. So probably not. Because no drugs, no alcohol. True. So probably not for sure. Yeah. They knew something was going wrong, obviously. And he was in a lot of pain. And they decided 
well, shit, we should probably take him to the hospital. A what? Right. So a couple members took him to the hospital and he ended up having to stay overnight just to monitor him, make sure Mm -hmm. everything was okay. And he was properly castrated because what do you do at that point? Yeah. Uh, After this experience, Applewhite thought, you know what? We should probably get a doctor to do this procedure to all the other men that want it. Whoa. That is an insane thought. Right? He's just a genius. He's so smart. Yeah. Eventually, seven to nine of them did have their testicles removed. This whole thing did cause a few people to leave because they felt like Applewhite had gone way too far at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it took, was having their balls cut off. Mm-hmm. Before they finally said, you know what, this is this is getting out of hand. Yeah, that's insane. In 1991, the group had diminished. Okay. He's losing people. He decides he wants to try to recruit people. Now, mind you, we're in 91 now. This has been going on now since 75. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy that it went on that long. Yeah. They spent thousands of dollars to purchase TV airtime, and they started their own show. Wow. And the show was called Beyond Human. They took out newspaper ads, like huge, full-page newspaper ads. They went on radio shows. They started traveling around and doing recruitment meetings again. Like, they spent all this time in hiding. And now they're out. Yeah. Now they're out trying to get people to do this. Mm -hmm. They also started using internet, because now we have the internet. Barely, but we have it. Yeah, And... BBSs, which, for those that don't know, is a bulletin board system. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I have been on the internet for so long that I was on many BBSs, so I do know what they are. A BBS is essentially a chat site. Okay. And you just chat back and forth, and that's all it is. Okay. Uh, But it was not colorful and pretty like they are today, because we didn't have all those graphics back then. It was just a black screen with green text. Oh, that's ominous. (laughs) <laughs> Applewhite was making posts about the world was ending on these BBSs. Okay. Another check off the cult list. World is ending. Yep. Yep. He started saying he was Jesus. He was trying to convince people to join him. I definitely believe that he's Jesus. Uh, right. All of this did end up bringing back some of the former members. They started oh. seeing oh. this. I guess they were like, nostalgic or like missed the life there was one guy that actually that was on the a former member that was on this docuseries I'm trying to remember his name Sawyer and I only remember that because I kept thinking of um the show what was the show called with the airplane the airplane the airplane crash show talking about lost yes yes thank okay. you there was a guy on there named Sawyer and so I kept thinking of it during this but anyway he said like he definitely felt like he missed it, you mm-hmm. know, like that became his life. And for a lot of these people, I guess it was like a part of their life. And I will tell you, when I left where I was for three years, it's like, where do you go? Who do you even go to? I mean, thank God my family and friends were like, thank God she's done mm-hmm. and welcomed me back. But yeah, A lot of people leave a cult and, and my, my experience was nowhere near what these people experienced by any means. But when they leave, sometimes they don't even know where to go. So I could definitely see why they're like, well, I know there I have people that care about me again. You know, when I left the Catholic Church, 
I was so lost. I was like, I don't have any idea where I'm going now. All my friends were with the church. So I had to make new friends. You were involved in youth group? I was. I was heavily involved in youth group. And I was like, my belief system was lost. Like I thought, I don't know. I was, it was, it was very, I definitely missed it for the first couple of years after I left. Cause I was like, I felt comfortable there. Right. True. Yep. The overall response though to this was skepticism. People calling him crazy, telling him it was a cult, insulting him. I mean, they showed I've done all a of video things on this episode so far. Right? <laughs> you have. Okay, this one you haven't done though, okay? Okay. A lot of people walked out of these meetings. They just stood up like shaking their heads. They were asking questions like, do you have proof of this UFO? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would be asking that too. And then one guy said... I've been sitting here for an hour asking questions and you have just talked in circles and have not answered one of my mm-hmm. questions. Those like, kind yep. of people are the best cult leaders. They're like, they can circle really? around a question and not give you a direct answer for hours. And make you think that you have just received the best knowledge the ever. best wisdom. Yes. Yeah. That did not do them very well. They did get a few more old other members, but there was not much else about them. For a while, they kind of like went underground again, I guess, you know, all that skepticism and being called the UFO cult again Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff like drove them back. Yeah. In October, they and they did move a lot. They rented out mansions, but they moved a lot. But in October of 1996, they rented a 9,200 square foot mansion. Oh, my God. It was located in Rancho Santa Fe, California for $7,000 a month. Wow. Which they pay in cash. Sketch. Quite sketch. Today, that's $13,400 a month that they were paying in cash. No. Now they have moved all these people in this house. And at this point, there's probably about 40 people. And that is part one. All right. (laughs) It has been a journey already. Yeah. It yeah, has been. It really that was has. a long one. See why I could not get this all into one episode? Yeah. Because it's already long. Yeah. But this has been super interesting and I'm really excited to hear part two. I'm excited to hear oh. about like how it ends, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how it ends, but I feel like it's not going to be great. Probably not. Probably going to be gruesome. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it next time. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So until next time. Until next time, keep finding the thrill in the mysterious and keep listening. We love you. We love you. Go follow us on our socials. Bye. Bye.